Hey friends, welcome back to This Good Word. My name is Steve Weens, your host as always. And today I want to talk about the importance of understanding your origin story. (laughs) I was recently asked this gorgeous question and I loved how it was asked with such boldness. Here's the question. Someone asked me, do you believe in the doctrine of original sin or do you believe in the doctrine of original blessing? What a great question. And I was thrilled to answer it. First of all, let's understand some terms. What we mean by what the person meant by the doctrine of original sin is a doctrine that came about in about the third century, so about 300 years after the time of Christ. Mostly St. Augustine is uh, credited with first quoting the phrase or coining the phrase, original sin. It's this idea that humans, just by the very act of being born, inherit uh, a tainted nature, that their nature is inherently sinful. There's nothing they can do to get out of it. This is how they were born. This is how humans were created. Their, Their origin story is one where, like our great ancestor Adam, we are born into sin. That's the doctrine of original sin. The doctrine of original blessing is the idea that when humans were created, including Adam and Eve and everybody, they are first, before any sin happens, they are created in God's image. They are created with the divine spark and they are called good by God. So that's the difference. The doctrine of original sin states that humans are born bad. The doctrine of original blessing states that humans are born good. So what's your origin story? And how did you develop it? I love origin stories. You know, like I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. And Star Wars Episode Four came out in 1977 when I was seven years old. I was the perfect age to love Star Wars. And so, of course, I saw them in the order of episode four, then episode five, then episode six, uh, A New Hope, uh, which is where the first Death Star gets destroyed, Empire Strikes Back, which is where Han Solo gets frozen in carbonite, and then finally, The Return of the Jedi, where Luke becomes a full-fledged Jedi, and, um, you know, at the end, Darth Vader... Uh, kills the emperor and uh, Luke and his disembodied ghost, Anakin Skywalker, celebrate well into the night under the Ewok moons. (laughs) But then they came out with episodes one, two, and three, which are debatable whether or not they're even worth watching. But episode three is the origin story of how Anakin Skywalker fully moves over to the dark side and becomes Darth Vader. And it's really important to understand. It was really important to understand that origin story. Even if you didn't like the films, it was a compelling way to explain how this person with good motives and dark desires ultimately made a decision to move over to the dark side and why and the pain that was behind it. 
you, you really see the pain of the loss of his mother. And then you see the pain of the apparent loss of the person that he loves, well, the real loss of the person he loves. So you start to see the background. Origin stories really matter. And I hope you would, if you hate Star Wars, if you're not a Star Wars nerd like me, I hope you indulge me with that. But here's why the question of, do you believe in the doctrine of original sin or do you believe in the doctrine of original blessing? Why it really matters, to me anyway. If you believe that you are fundamentally bad, if you are fundamentally sinful before anything else, whether you know it or not, that origin story will affect so many things in your life. It affects how you see God, it affects how you see Jesus, and it mostly affects how you see yourself and others. And I believe in the doctrine of original blessing. And I do that because Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, the origin stories, which there are two different origin stories. It's so interesting and it's hardly ever talked about that Genesis 1 tells the story of the seven days of creation and the dividing of night and day and all that stuff and ultimately the creation of humanity, human beings, and they were called very good and they were breathed, uh, God breathed God's breath into the nostrils of the human and that person became a living being. And there's all this beautiful imagery, but then there's also a, a, a second narrative in Genesis 2 about how things came about. And this one is much more gritty and earthy. And it's almost like it, it, it's, it, it sounds like uh, this midwife is reaching into the earth and pulling out humanity and um, sucking the uh, life into its in, in, into its lungs, and it sounds almost like a Native American um, origin story. It's so beautiful and different than the first one. But in both of those origin stories, the human, when they are created, when they are given God's image, when they are endowed with God's uh, being and God's presence, they are called not only good but very good by God. And when that's your origin story, when your origin story is that you are created by God, you are given God's image, you are imprinted with God's image, you are imbued with the breath of God, the spirit of God gets, animates your being. And so you're not just dust, you're also breath. Uh, that origin story has limitless potential and has the possibility of um, really uh, full life and full living. And I don't think the doctrine of original blessing takes anything away from the human propensity to sin. I mean, I, I've, I've never um, <laughs> had to be convinced that I, in some thoughts, words, or deeds, uh, do things that are messed up think things that are messed up. Um, I screw things up from time to time. And I, I just, no one needs to, to, to convince me of that. I convince myself of that time and time and time again. 
but the the reason why I do that, I don't need to ascribe to the doctrine of original sins. Well, I sin because I was born into sin. There's no way that I can't. I think that takes away from some of the majesty and beauty of human free will. It also takes away from, I think, a really necessary belief in the goodness of humanity. We see people that uh, are not Christians and have not uh, do not ascribe to Christianity uh, do gloriously good things, um, perform heroic acts of self-sacrificial, life-saving work. We see this all the time. And that's not because they were redeemed. <laughs> it's because there is something within every human being that really does reflect the divine nature, which is love and kindness and patience and compassion. When you see those things emerging out of any human being, what we can see is we can see the nature and the character and the image of God flowing out of them. I really think that's true. And 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 so there, there's just, to, for me, there's no need to, to, to fall back on a doctrine that came about uh, in, in the third century as sometimes a way to prop up the necessity of religious leaders in the life of people to keep convincing them how bad they are so that they need um, these religious leaders to keep offering them a get-out-of-jail-free card. That's just not, that's not a necessary, that the one doesn't follow the other for me. That's, I don't need the doctrine of original sin to express even my need for God. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, and I'm not saying that humans in their basic goodness don't need God. I can feel like I have the image of God within me and that I, at the core, am good and still really, really need the divine, need the divine's guidance in my life, need to move towards something greater than myself. Um, I, 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 I just, the doctrine of original sin, to me, creates many, many, many more problems uh, than the doctrine of original blessing. And so I want you to, uh, or I would invite you to consider what it is that you believe uh, around what your origin story is. And don't give the right answer, give the real answer. Um, maybe even as you've been thinking about or listening to this, you've never even considered that there are two different options for your origin story, whether or not you were created in goodness or created in sin. But, but what have you believed up until now? And is that leading to a more robust, full, free, beautiful life in God? Or does it lead to a small, contracted, narrow view of humanity and God? Uh, I, I, I'd like to invite you to consider perhaps reframing your origin story uh, if you need to. Uh, if you have ascribed to the doctrine of original sin, I'd like to invite you to wonder about how, what, um, what follows from that in terms of how you see yourself, how you see your 
uh, friends, your roommates, your partners, your kids. And if it's helpful or if it's perhaps harmful, I'm not telling you what to think. I hope I'm not anyway, but I am trying to highlight um, there, there is a different way of thinking. Uh, before St. Augustine came around, people like Justin Martyr in the second century, people like Clement of Alexandria and Origen of Alexandria, they all did not believe in the doctrine of original sin. These are early theologians, early um, brilliant thinkers that uh, were trying to make sense of the theology and philosophy of the day. And they all ascribed to the doctrine of original blessing. And uh, so, just so you know, there is an option for understanding your origin story. Well, I hope this was helpful, my friends. It's good to be back in the saddle doing this podcast. We have some more episodes to come next week. And uh, for those of you who are listening in real time, I hope the season of Advent this season where we wait in the dark for the light to come, where we're honest about the longings we have for things to be made right. I hope that you are seeing glimmers of hope and glimmers of light in this season. Grace and peace, my friends. See you next week. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to This Good Word. If you love this podcast, there's three ways that you can support my work. One is by jumping on Patreon, patreon.com slash thisgoodword. You can become a patron at various levels and get lots of good free stuff, including free tickets to any live events that I do, signed books, and other stuff. The second way is to share your favorite episodes via Twitter and Facebook, uh, email, however it is that you share content. Let some friends know that you love it. And then third is to go on iTunes and leave a rating or a review. So thanks so much, my friends. We are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together.